Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Stick down on the ice for Dowd. And the puck drops. One back to Dowdy. Step into the middle. Five seconds left. Fiala can't get rid of it. Shot at the side of the net by Arvidsson. Knocked back into the corner. And that's going to do it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Los Angeles. The Capitals come storming back with four third period goals. They down the Kings. Four to three. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals rally to beat the Kings on Saturday night. A four-game road trip starts tonight in New Jersey. And we'll hear from Darcy Kemper, Nick Dowd, and Peter Laviolette. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, October 24th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Down 2-0 to the LA Kings on Saturday night. The Capitals again save their best for last on home ice to rally and win 4-3 the final at the Big Barn on F Street. For the second straight home game, the team rallied in the final 20 minutes, this time scoring four goals at even strength from Nick Dowd, John Carlson, Lars Eller, and Marcus Johansson. Darcy Kemper picked up his third win of the season, making 20 saves on 23 shots. He said after the game that being down two pucks, not what you want, but the team played well, and it was a veteran bunch that got the job done. Uh, not ideal, but it wasn't like we were playing bad. Just, uh, you know, a couple uh, good plays by them that they, they capitalized on. I thought overall I, I, I liked to start to finish. And, you know, the ability to not get the outcome we want in the second and then come out and, and pour it on in, in the third there is huge. Where does that come from? I know you're new to this group, but I mean, you did it against Vancouver, and I've covered this team for a long time. They kind of have a tendency to just turn it on when they when they need to. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, a little bit of maturity, just, uh, you know, having that even keel mindset where if things aren't going your way that you're still in it and and realizing the situation down to obviously uh especially with how how games are going nowadays you, yeah. you're still definitely in it and just coming out and knowing that if you play the right way that you got a chance and, and going out and executing nick dowd started the third period comeback with his second goal of the year with an assist to nick jensen and some help on the play too from joe snively he talked to our ken sabarin after the game about it well, Nick, yeah, it was a big win there. First two periods, not a whole lot of offense. What was said in between the second and third? Did you guys come out flying? Well, I mean, I, I just think we needed to get, you know, into the offensive zone and, and apply a little bit more pressure. I actually thought we played pretty well in the first. And, you know, they had a couple goofy goals, one off a faceoff. One of them was just kind of missed assignment behind the net, whatever. But that kind of stuff happens. I, th- I thought we played well the whole game and really big response in the in the third. And coming off last game, obviously, you guys weren't happy about that. But defensively, I thought pretty, you know, like you said here, defensively throughout the whole game, not a whole lot of opportunities. You keep them down the shot clock. They had a few at the end when they pulled the goalie, but pretty good as a team effort. Yeah, I mean, when you got two teams that are locking against each other, playing the same systems, it's going to be a kind of a mucky game. And that's kind of what you saw. I mean, there's just not a lot of not a lot of entries that can occur through the neutral zone. Not a lot of odd man rushes. Um, you know, everything just kind of had to be put put into the old zone and and forecheck and get the puck back and, and try and make plays from there. And you guys get the offense going in the in the third period, especially your line. You guys get a nice big goal. What did you see on your goal? You were pretty excited at the end. It's funny how things like that work. I mean, I, I kind of lose the face off a little bit. Snives does his best to come in and help. Hath comes in and helps. And I think Snives actually 
pokes it into that corner over there and then stays on the forecheck. And going back, honestly, right to that play, if he had never done that and then forechecked and Hath had forechecked, you know, the puck would have been back to their demon out of the zone. And, and it's kind of a fortunate bounce. The puck kind of got to the middle, Hath and Jensen then did a good job taking it to the net and actually bounced right over sides of the stick and just kind of found its way onto mines. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations. Good luck in the next one. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Peter Laviolette, who missed the team's morning skate Saturday due to illness, rallied himself to be in the building Saturday night for the game. He said his team stuck with it despite the score, and the third period was the result of sticking to the plan. The first two periods, it's kind of tight. Unlucky at that point. The chances are low for both teams. We're down 2 nothing. We had power play opportunities and some looks, uh, a couple looks, five on five. Couldn't get them to go, couldn't get them to go. It was nice in the third period that we were able to to push, find more attempts, more looks, and I think just getting that one, it kind of broke it open a little bit for us, but I thought better as the game went on and a really good third period. A number of the players just now kind of pointed to maturity slash experience were just kind of no panic on the bench, just, you know, you're down to nothing, but you felt like you played well and you knew. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, the, sc- the score, you know, the score was a score at the end of two. Usually we, they or I or we both together have a good idea when we don't play well. It didn't feel like it was 2 nothing, and so we just stayed with it. We tried to press a little bit more, tried to be a little stronger on the forecheck. The big things was putting more pucks to the net, trying to generate more chances, whether it be the first chance or a second chance, third chance. So um, there was definitely room for improvement after two periods, and I thought we did that. You know, it was a big third period to come back from 2 nothing going into the third. So now a quick turnaround. It's a game at New Jersey tonight, and Ben joining us here this morning. So we're six games into the season, and I feel like we're still trying to figure out this team. Two glorious comebacks against Vancouver and L.A. at home, a clunker in Ottawa, and five-on-five has been an issue most of the season, but it certainly wasn't when you score four times against the Kings in one period on Saturday night. So I ask you the question this morning, where are we six games in? Yeah, I think, John, we've seen snippets. We've seen pockets of really good from the Capitals. We've seen what they're capable of. I think there would definitely be an appetite moving forward here in a very challenging four-game road trip to see it with more consistency, more regularity. We've spoken over the years. It's much easier said than done to have a full 60-minute effort. That said, we've seen the Capitals... You know, in some instances here, let games slip away, i.e. in Ottawa. In other instances, maybe take a little while to get into it, i.e. the Vancouver game. And then most recently against the Kings, I actually thought, you know, pretty good start to that game. They were solid defensively. It was just a matter of the finish. And then ultimately, we did see what they were capable of in that third period when they come in waves, when they get the four check going, when the D are activating. I thought at five on five, the offensive productivity, the offensive opportunities against the Kings, That was a good example of what they're capable of. Again, maybe easier said than done to have that with such regularity, but certainly I think there's an appetite to get it with somewhat more consistency and to see it more often and not having to wait for the third period down by two goals to start coming in waves as as they did against Vancouver and as they did against the Kings. I think we've seen some good. It's just a matter of seeing it with more regularity, talking about especially the five-on-five offensive productivity. Yeah, and definitely good to mention the defensive effort, much better all the way through in the LA game as opposed to what happened in the last two periods in Ottawa. One of the things that has been disturbing, I wouldn't call it alarming, but through six games the big guys have been really quiet Alex Ovechkin had four points against Vancouver but 
Only one point otherwise up to this point through a half dozen games. Evgeny Kuznetsov, after coming off the one-game suspension, not real noticeable at all in that L.A. game, I didn't think, not even getting a shot on goal. And certainly the guys who carry this team, I think back to last year, Ben, where Mm -hmm. if it weren't for those two, this team might not have made the playoffs last year. They were carrying this team in the first half, but I feel like there's still a little more to give with number eight and number 92 here in the early going. I agree. And the glass half full side of things would say, look, they're three and three. They're getting the secondary productivity, the secondary scoring. And now just wait until inevitably one would hope you get the big guns going with regularity as well. On the other hand, the sample size is growing here. Six games into the season, five games played from Evgeny Kuznetsov. We haven't seen what he showed us a year ago, to your point, especially at the start of the season when the Capitals were shorthanded, missing Backstrom, etc. We saw Kuznetsov take his game to a very high level. And, and the best part about Kuznetsov's game last year, John, was that it was very consistent throughout the season. You know, he had the strong start and really, for the most part, set the bar and was able to maintain it. We haven't seen it this year. We've seen some line juggling. We've seen his ice time, you know, diminish to an extent, the role taken away from the number one power play unit. And we haven't necessarily seen the response from him. And the other night we were wondering, all right, you had a one game suspension. You're coming back. What kind of jam will you have? What kind of response will you have? It wasn't there against the LA Kings. And we'll see now as we get deeper into October. And Alex Ovechkin, we saw in that Vancouver game, it wasn't only the numbers, John. He was really dialed in. He was really engaged. I'm less concerned with him. I've, I've liked what we've seen from Ovi for the most part. You know, has had opportunities. The one-timers on, from the left face-off circle on the power plays, hit a few goal posts, et cetera. He's been engaged physically, but certainly we've said it for years. As 92 goes so often, so go the Capitals. There's another gear there. Going to find out later this morning who gets the net tonight for Washington. Feel like this is a good spot for Charlie Lindgren to get his second cap start. But if he doesn't, I don't know that we're going to see him until the 2-2 two and two next week with a game at Carolina and then Vegas back at home. But I think this is going to tell us a little bit, Ben, about how the goaltending might get managed this season between a true number one and a true number two, whether or not Charlie Lindgren gets 25 to 30 games or is he going to get... 10 to 15 games. There aren't that many back-to-backs, and you could manage it, I guess, however you want. But this seems, when there's not a lot of organic chances for Lindgren to play, road game at New Jersey, you got three toughies coming up here on the rest of the trip, and geography-wise, it's going to be hard anyway. I'm anxious to see how it goes, but it wouldn't shock me if Lindgren got the start tonight. I agree for all the reasons you stated and whether it's tonight in New Jersey or later on, but I agree with you. It would make sense if you're looking for a game, you're looking for an opportunity to get him back in. It makes sense tonight. And I look forward. He was really good in that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The only saw the time we saw him in regular season play, he was really good against the Leafs, showed himself well in training camp in the preseason. So tonight would make sense. In New Jersey, just because, as you noted, go back to backs now for another week until you look at the Carolina Vegas two and two coming up uh, just over a week from now. And conversely, I'm interested to see what the Devils do. We would anticipate getting our first look at Vitek Vanacek in New Jersey colors from the Devils side of things. Vanacek hasn't played much, only one start. Mackenzie Blackwood's been carrying the workload. That said, for New Jersey, it's the front end of a back to back. I would anticipate maybe you give Vitek Vanacek a look at his former teammates. So an interesting goaltending matchup, however it shakes out. But to your point, 
I think it would be an opportunity to maybe see Charlie Lindgren here against the Devils. Yeah, and no back-to-backs after next week until U.S. Thanksgiving with a home game against Calgary. And then, funny enough, another game in New Jersey on the Saturday of that long holiday weekend. Last one for you this morning, Ben, is the Devils the opponent tonight. It's the beginning of a four-game road trip. That starts a really difficult stretch for this team. You've got three quick ones on a geography-challenging swing through Dallas on Thursday, and you're right out of there to Nashville on Saturday, Carolina on Monday, and there's no gimmies in that group. I know Nashville is struggling a little bit here, but Dallas is off to a good start. Carolina may yet be the class of the division. A lot of people certainly think so, and that's going to take you to the end of the month of October to see where you're at. Cap's going to have to find standings points. It was a big win against Los Angeles, but you can't stumble here as you're still outside the top eight yeah and with the exception of nashville who we'll see next saturday at bridgestone arena with the exception of the predators the other three teams on this road trip have all been playing well at least of late devils with a three-game winning streak they've tightened things up defensively they haven't been giving up a whole lot Uh, dallas they've been scoring goals in bunches they seem rejuvenated playing under pete DeBoer, playing an upbeat game a 4-0-1 record to show for it and nashville despite some struggles since they returned to north america after starting the year uh overseas for the global series uh, we know that's a heavy team that's a physical team that's a tough night at the office Mary Trotz used to always say a Saturday night in Nashville. It's like at the Coliseum, I think is what he used to say. Uh, That's a rough game. And then to wrap up the roadie against the Carolina Hurricanes, this is going to be a tough itinerary. We'll maybe know a little bit more. We'll learn a little bit more about the Capitals at this time next week, but uh, certainly a tough four-game stretch here, not to mention Las Vegas on the back end of that in the first game home following that Carolina game. So tough stretch here, five games and eight nights. It's going to be a demanding stretch very much. Oh, by the way, Vegas is going to be sitting here waiting, too, while the Capitals are finishing a back-to-back. So nothing easy about what happens in the next seven, eight days or so. It's the Capitals and Devils tonight from New Jersey. Airtime 645 on 106.7 The Fan and CapsRadio247.com. Caps game day with Ben starting at 4 on Caps Radio 24-7 today. Ben, what's coming up on the show this afternoon? Going to look ahead to the four-game roadie. Also going to touch base with Mike Morial from NHL.com. Longtime Devils correspondent has a good pulse as well on draft prospects and several of the candidates this year. The fresh faces in the league vine for the Calder Trophy. Never too early, John, but we'll chat with Mike Morial of NHL.com. Coming up for Easter, Camps Radio 24-7, Camps Radio 247.com. First of a four-game roadie tonight in the Garden State. Ben, have yourself a Monday, will you? Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.